And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer right here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf. Joining me in the studio today, the Reverend Mark Diedrich. Good to be here, Dan. And Dr. Hans Vogt. Glad to be here. Well, gentlemen, it's great to have you here in the studio with me today. Now, last week we uh, mentioned the fact that we were going to try to talk about immigration this week. And um, just by way of reference, uh, last week we had covered um, President Obama's executive order saying that the United States would stop deporting hundreds of thousands of illegal immigrants and give them work permits. And so um, that got into the whole area of executive order and immigration and, and all of that. Um, so today we do want to talk more about immigration. You know, each of us here are from families that were immigrants. Um, the Elman Doris, certainly from the Netherlands. Uh, Mark Diedrich, uh, you, I think, last week mentioned your family was from Germany. Right. And Hans, you were from Sweden, was it? Sweden on my mom's side, England and Germany, and Scotland on my dad's side. Yeah, so we're all from families of immigrants. So um, I think the first point is that uh, immigration is good. We're not against immigration. But um, I think we want to talk about, you know, how does it really work, and what are some of the problems in terms of illegal immigration. So, uh, Hans, maybe you can get us started here in general talking about immigration in the United States of America. Sure. Well, obviously, we're, we're a nation of immigrants, as you said, and, and uh, going back to the colonial period, um, that's always been the case. And when you look at the... Um, Constitution, the, the Articles of Confederation, uh, our first Constitution, had left immigration and naturalization up to each state. Up to the states? Yes. All right. And then when the new Constitution came along, uh, the one we call, the one we have now, mm-hmm. um, the, that power was given to the federal government, the power to establish a uniform rule of naturalization, as it says in Article 1, Section 8, and also the power to regulate the importation of persons. Mm. Um, which, mm. of course, was intended as a euphemism for slavery, but it, it covered not only uh, the slave trade, but also regular oh, okay. immigration as well. Yeah. Um, but for the first hundred years, the federal government really continued to leave it up to the states. They didn't exercise the power the Constitution gave them. I see. So each state um, had its own laws in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, not surprisingly, the East Coast states, particularly New York and Massachusetts, had the most laws because they received the most immigrants. Sure. And then uh, what happened would be periodically um, when they would try to, particularly when New York, um, there were two cases involving New York, uh, the passenger cases in 1849 and then Henderson versus the mayor of New York in, uh, I think, 1876. Uh, and both times when New York tried to impose a tax to pay for the processing of immigrants, the Supreme Court stepped in and slapped it down and said, oh, really? only Congress has the power to do that. Okay. And, yeah. then, and so then the New York congressmen uh, and senators then began aggressively pushing in Congress for Congress to take that over. So similar today, um, a situation today where the states that receive the most immigration, like California Arizona, that's where you see the biggest push for the federal government to either enforce the laws or failing that, now some of these states are beginning to pass their own laws saying, if you won't enforce yeah. it, we will. Yeah, I'd like to talk about that, in fact, a little bit since Arizona's been in the news so much, but I don't know if this is the time to yet or not, so you guide me. Immigration is a good thing, and generally speaking, before our break, uh, Mark, you had mentioned in the Bible it addresses the concept of aliens in the land. I'm wondering if you could talk to us about that a little bit. Yeah, if you look at 
Israel. Granted, it's not exactly parallel. It was kind of a theocracy before mm-hmm. they had a king, uh, and then it was a monarchy. But at any rate, when you look at that, God had sent several rules for them and the alien. Yes. And first, the alien in the land was to be treated well. Hmm. And so that's one of the things and principles that we garner from that. We're not to oppress uh, the aliens. However, the aliens also had to conform to the society. They couldn't come in and just yes. say, okay, uh, you remember the Sabbath here and you have Sabbath laws. I'm not going to obey them. No, they had to obey the Sabbath laws as well. You see this in Deuteronomy one sixteen and Exodus 23. But then you also have the aspect of the aliens where they were used. Uh, David and Solomon both used the aliens as a workforce. And uh, even in Ephesians, where it talks about the aliens, it talks about the citizens, that we are citizens and not aliens. In other words, That's interesting. the citizens have privileges that the aliens do not. Yes, And that's one of the things that seems to be a normal biblical principle. And when yeah. we look at this, our citizens should have privileges that the aliens in our land do not. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good point. The whole sensitive point here, of course, with immigration um, today concerns illegal immigration. We do have a break coming up, but Hans, could you um, help us understand just a wee bit about um, Arizona and what what is their concern? Well, the the states along the Mexican border are now uh, the states that receive the, the highest volume of immigration. Uh, since 1965, um, basically 50% of all immigrants come from Latin America, um, and then another 35 to 38% come from Asia, um, whereas, of course, in the past, the majority came from Europe. So when, mm. when immigrants came from Europe, it was the East Coast states uh, that, had, sure. that received them. Um, now that they come, the, the source has changed and the direction has changed, and that changes what, what states receive mm-hmm. them. Um, but the frustration is, again, about enforcing the laws. I mean, we do have, of course, a, a border patrol, which was created in the early 1900s. It has over 8,000 officers. They apprehend over 1 million illegal immigrants annually. 98% are deported without prosecution. Hmm. Um, and so a lot are deported. Oh, yes. Yeah. And, and in fact, um, the uh, <laughs> until recently, ironically... Um, the Obama administration was boasting that they they deported more people than, than Bush did. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that it's an election year, that that's changing. But, sure. <laughs> of course, yeah. But, um, I mean, you know, the, the, the difficulty here was well, a couple of things. I mean, number one, you, you do have long land borders, obviously even longer sea borders. Right. Difficult, if not impossible, to police that with 100% effectiveness. Mm-hmm. You have smugglers. Um, they are called coyotes, and okay. they charge between um, 2000 to upwards of $3,500 to smuggle people across that border. Oh, that's how it works. Um, and there are also corrupt border patrol agents who will admit people for a kickback of around 1000 or so. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there are ways to, to, to get in. Um, so 100% effectiveness in enforcement has never been in you know, probably never will be. Mm-hmm. But it does create frustration for, you know, particularly the border states like Arizona. Well, we need to take a break. Today we're talking about immigration. And uh, stay with us here on A Plain Answer. We'll be right back.
We'll be right back with our program in just a minute. Now a reminder that your gifts to this ministry enable us to bring you thoughtful, Christ-centered programming 24 hours a day. Would you prayerfully consider helping us with a tax-deductible gift this month? Redeemer Broadcasting is a 501c3 not-for-profit broadcast ministry. We're entirely listener-supported and have no advertisements. If you would like to help support us this month, and perhaps in the future, our mailing address is Redeemer Broadcasting, Post Office Box 1520, Olive Bridge, New York, 12461. Once again, Redeemer Broadcasting, Post Office Box 1520, Olive Bridge, New York, 12461. Stay with us now for the second half of our program. And welcome back. You're tuned to A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf in the studio with me today, the Reverend Mark Diedrich and Dr. Hans Vogt. Today we're talking about immigration. You know, one of the hot buttons, certainly, in the American public is uh, the whole topic of illegal immigration. I'm just wondering if we could um, highlight some of the concerns. Why would the general American public be concerned about illegal aliens? Maybe that's an obvious question, but I'd like to hear your answers. I think when you talk about the whole idea of citizenship, um, you know, the idea behind citizenship is that you are a member of the community, uh, the community in this case being the, the mm-hmm. state, uh, the, the country. You have a, a stake in it uh, in the yes. sense of, of having, you know, whether it be owning property or, or running a business. Like you've or, agreed or to the over. terms. Right. Yeah. And, and so, it's, it, you know, in some ways you might say it's analogous to you know, being a um, member of a church where yes. you, okay, I've made a commitment that this is this is the local body of Christ that yeah. I belong to, I'm a part of it. Yes, there are privileges that go with it, such as voting at church meetings and, right. you know, the ability to serve perhaps as an elder or deacon or something like that, but there are also responsibilities that go with that. Um, and so, you know, that's the idea behind citizenship. Um, and if you have people in there, you know, in the community who are, who are not citizens, um, and that's not to say they may not live for 30, 40 years in the country and, and put down roots and pay taxes and so on and so mm-hmm. forth, um, but it's that idea of you've made a public commitment that I acknowledge I'm part of this community, I am abiding by the laws, I am, I am joining with my fellow citizens in the rights and the responsibilities that come with that. Yeah, and I guess one of the sensitive things is... Um if taxes are being collected, and oh my, are they ever being collected, um, the benefits of some of those taxes uh, in terms of helping people, um, we certainly don't want to see um, people come in uh, off the radar screen and take advantage of what was intended for the citizens. 
right? right. And of course, legally, that that's not supposed to happen. The right. um, 1996 immigration law, which has <laughs> a very unwieldy name, the Illegal Immigration Reform and Immigrant Responsibility Act. Say that <laughs> ten times fast. Uh, but you know, one of the provisions, of course, was um, that. It denies Social Security and welfare benefits to illegal immigrants. Mm-hmm. And the, um, the Welfare Reform Act, the same year, has some of those provisions, too. Okay. The difficulty is, of course, in enforcement, as with any law, in enforcement. Uh, right. And it, it is relatively easy to get your hands on forged documents. I well, mean, that's I, a good point. I found this out personally. I was moving from one state to another and needing to, to transfer my driver's license. Sure. And they wanted my Social Security card. I couldn't find it. You couldn't so, find your social security I, no, card. No, I got lost in the move. So I went oh, down yes. to the social security office, and they simply took a blank card and put it in the typewriter. Tells you this was a while ago, and uh, just asked me what my number this was is, and typed it up. This is unbelievable. They they mm-hmm. didn't confirm that you were who you claimed to be. They just said, "Oh, just just tell me your social security number. I'll print it up, and that becomes a legally binding document." Right. That's unbelievable. And, and yet uh, it is believable. Sure. <laughs> and, of course, there, there are enterprising folks who will sell you the documents yeah. that you need for right. the, the appropriate fee. Okay. Yeah. So that, yeah. That's, that's one way. Of course, yeah. we don't want to give away ideas how to break the law here over this program, <laughs> no. but that's interesting. It's very yeah. telling. One of the other things that I think is a problem with illegal aliens is there is a citizenship process, and we have a unique American government. Our Constitution is unique. We want people that come in and will become Americans. That's right. You know, and what we don't want is people to come in and say, okay, now we're going to change you. You, That's a good point. Hans, you were giving an analogy of a church, and and I think that's a great analogy. We have uh, membership requirements for people to become a member. We want them to become a member. But you don't come in and say, oh, I want to change your church now, and right. uh, we don't want to be uh, Christian anymore, but we're going to be Buddhist. Right. No, no, no. You want to be part of us, this is what you've got to be part of. Yeah. You know. You have to agree and, to the basics right. of and, the faith. And yes, you will change the whole body in some ways because of what you bring uniquely to it. Yes. But overall, that same... Uh, you're not going to change the, the fundamentals. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, what we want with this country. Yeah. And that's been the case from the beginning. The, the Sort of the twin pillars of, of American immigration policy have always been, on the one hand, the idea of asylum, uh, America as the refuge for the, the oppressed mm-hmm. people of, sure. of the world. Um, but along with that, assimilation. Um, mm-hmm. As right. Mark said, the idea that, that you, you come here and you um, adopt our political ideals, our economic ideals, you, you yes. come here because you want to be part of us and you believe in what we believe in. Now let's talk about uh, the, uh, the, the benefits of immigration. Um, one of the things I'm thinking of is that um, uh, if people are willing to uh, come into the country legally and abide by the rules and regulations, um, this is a tremendous benefit. I, I firmly believe that a country's uh, greatest resource are its people. Um, as much mm-hmm. as we, we think of mineral resources or oil resources or this, that, the other thing, doesn't compare to having good people on the ground who are hardworking, honest people 
and I would add, who love God. <laughs> yes. And that's a tremendous resource yeah. for any country. Yeah, that's true. And that's, you know, and you see how God uses people who are immigrants and, and comes into a, a country back in Israel. Probably the best known immigrant to Israel was Ruth. Mm. And here she was in the line of David, eventually in the line of Jesus Christ. Mm. And uh, But what did she do? She came in, and she didn't bring her gods from Moab. She came in, and she followed the true and the living God. Mm-hmm. She she really trusted in and became an Israeli through and through. Yes. That's a great example. Great example. Now, what about uh, people possibly even listening to the broadcast today? Maybe you're on the Internet. You've been thinking about immigrating to the United States. Um, what's one of the paths that you would follow to legally, legally immigrate to the United States of America? Well, there's several different visas that are available. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are, are student and tourist visas, obviously, if you're intending to come for a short trip or as a student, if you're intending to go to college here. That's one kind of visa. There are work visas mm-hmm. um, for, for those coming for employment. Um, you can come on refugee or asylum status, yeah. um, although that is pretty narrowly defined and it, yeah. it, it can be difficult to prove um, to meet the requirements for that. Um, and then you can come as a, a regular, um, so to speak, a regular immigrant. But even yeah. there, there's some, there's a, you know, this lottery system that was introduced uh, in the 1990s, the so-called diversity lottery. Mm-hmm. Um, so that simply applying to come as an immigrant is no guarantee that you actually get in. And in oh, some cases, you may have to wait um, mm. several so years. So that can be very frustrating for an honest person wanting to seek uh, immigrating to our country. Okay. Seek citizenship, I should say, to the United States of America. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it about America that people want to come here, I wonder? Well, uh, there's a funny question, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, there's a variety of reasons. There always has been. I mean, um, work, certainly uh, mm-hmm. economic opportunity, jobs yeah. um, has always been one of the biggest draws. Uh, political and religious freedom, obviously, another mm-hmm. big draw. Um, when you look at the reasons, um, the reasons for somebody is, you know, coming from uh, China or El Salvador today are really not all that different than the reasons from somebody coming from Germany or Sweden uh, or the Netherlands 100 or 200 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it is still um, a great country. It is still it a beacon is. of freedom for, you know, and that's not really to say we, are, we don't have our problems, and we've, we've, we've talked about this on this show. We've but, got plenty yeah. of problems, yes. But, but when you look at it, you know, it, we talk about securing our borders from illegal immigrants coming in. There are many nations who secure their borders against their people trying to get out. Oh, that's and, a good point. <laughs> and, yeah. And so I think it, it still speaks well of us. But, you know, here again, we're losing some of what we used to have. Mm-hmm. And that's our yeah. dependence on God. Yeah. We've got about uh, three minutes left to the program today. I'm just thinking about, um, Hans, you brought a lot of good material here. And maybe you could share with us a little bit more of what you have on this subject? Well, just in terms of, you know, where we're at today, um, the Department of Homeland Security, which is now where immigration is located, estimates that there's probably around 11.5 million illegal immigrants, at least as of January 2011. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's been virtually unchanged over the past few years. 
Mm-hmm. Um, what's the population in the United States? At one point, it was three hundred million. Where are we at now? I think we're about three thirteen. All right. Now. All right. So that's, uh, that's million, a pretty that <laughs> pretty big chunk. Yeah. Yeah. Percentage wise, um, the majority of those who are here legally have been here a while. Fifty five percent entered between nineteen ninety five and two thousand and four. Hmm. Uh, only fourteen percent have entered in the last five or six years. Yeah. Um, where do they come from? They come from uh, Mexico, El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, China, the Philippines, India, Korea, uh, Vietnam. Okay. Um, those are the top yes. uh, uh, nations. So they come from a variety of places. Um, and in terms of, of where they live, the uh, not surprisingly, some of the border states, but uh, the number one state is, is California. Okay. Followed by Texas, uh, mm. but then you have Florida, mm. Illinois, uh, Arizona, Georgia, New York, mm-hmm. uh, North Carolina, New Jersey, uh, and Nevada. Actually, are the top ten mm. states in terms of uh, where they live. And was that in order of the highest percentage? California being yes. the first. Okay. Yes. Yep. I mean, when you look at this this whole issue of citizenship and naturalization, you know, go back to this point about. Asylum, I and mean, that's that's written into our naturalization laws. Part of the process for naturalization is that uh, you need to learn the English language. There there are certain exceptions for for elderly or disabled people in that regard, but for the most part, you have to learn the English language. Mm-hmm. You have to pass a test demonstrating your familiarity with our history and our government and the way things work. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are plenty of native-born citizens who would have trouble passing that test. I was going to suggest <laughs> that. <laughs> um, so, again, the assumption is, and it's built into the system, that asylum is the norm, that it is what is expected. Yes. One, one of the things that I've noted that very often when you see a new immigrant who's become naturalized, they tend to be very much defenders of our Constitution. Oh, sure. And they see that and they say, wow, this is a great document. And a lot of times they're ones who are also declaring to a lot of the people who've grown up in the United States, don't you see where you're going? You're moving away from right. this wonderful nation and becoming more and more of a, a socialized nation, which is to your loss. Yes. Yeah, it's a great point. Well, unfortunately, I see that we're out of time already for the uh, show today. Thank you so much for uh, joining us, Mark Diedrich and Hans Vogt. Today's discussion is on immigration. You might say that's kind of an unusual discussion for a plain answer, but we try to be fairly broad in what we consider to discuss, and um, this immigration issue is, well, it is an issue when it pertains to illegal immigration and you know, what's happened in Arizona and the Supreme Court and all of that. So it was interesting to us. Maybe you have a question, particularly for Hans Vogt, history professor, Ulster County Community College, um, kind of an expert on immigration. Uh, just send your email to ministry at redeemerbroadcasting.org. We'll forward it on to Hans and he can answer your question. If you have a question on theology, uh, what happened in the Old Testament and how did God instruct Israel to deal with the aliens in the land and what biblical principles uh, do we derive from that today and apply to our case. Send us an email again ministry at redeemerbroadcasting.org We'll forward that on to Reverend Mark Diedrich and get you an answer there. And a reminder to check out our website 
This broadcast has been put up there at RedeemerBroadcasting.org. On that website, just look under the tab Programming, and then under that, A Plain Answer. I'm Dan Elmendorf. In the studio with me today, the Reverend Mark Diedrich, Dr. Hans Vogt. Please join us again next week at the same time for another edition of A Plain Answer.